listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Wee! Tonight's host is DJ Jesse Janity. Joining Jesse will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Aaron LaRosa and David Schifalitti. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Weed news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, DJ Jesse Janity. Yo, what up, After Buzzers? It's your boy DJ Jesse Kennedy, and we're here with David Schifaletti. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I know, but I like... You like screwing up my name? Well, I just like the way I roll it off my tongue. <laughs> you roll it off your tongue. The way I roll it off my tongue. How have you been, David? I've been good. How have you been? I'm a little under the weather today. Actually. Why? I just... I don't know. The After Buzz flu. That makes no sense. It makes no sense, but <laughs> it's what I'm naming it. Okay. Good for you. So, a couple announcements before we get started. Mm-hmm. Announcement number one. We are back on iTunes and Stitcher, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's been a rough month and a half, but we are back. We are running and we're going strong. Awesome. Um, also, we'd like to congratulate our first ever After Buzzers of the Month. Oh. We have uh, Michelle Macedo. John Comerford, and Ed Bowling. So congratulations to you guys. All right, let's Good get into guys. some weeds. Yeah. Weed. Weed. Let's get into weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we missed last week, and we totally apologize for that, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, real quick recap. Basically, Andy, Silas, um, Shane, they go to visit Nancy at the... Uh, what is it called? The, the halfway house. The halfway house. Yeah. And Nancy sees them and dips out. Um, mainly because she has one thing in mind, and that is to sell these grenades. <laughs> oh, Nancy Boss. Every time I hear grenade, I start thinking of that Bruno Mars song. <laughs> She'll catch a grenade for you. And then I think it's like a love song, and then I'm getting all confused in my brain. Well, the grenades kind of do represent love in a way, which we'll get to later in the episode. They definitely do not. <laughs> no, not, no. Not love, just dirty. Definitely sex. not. Definitely not. Um, all right, so we start the episode out. Um, well, basically last week, Nancy went out and tried to sell the grenades and got high with this military guy. And she came back and got in trouble for being high. So now she has to go to a drug class. So they started the episode off with her in a drug class and... Well, first, the opener of the episode was quite disturbing for me. The puppets. The marionettes? The mar- excuse me, the marionettes. Yeah, you should be excused. Um, well, it was they're very scary marionettes. They're super creepy. 
that that cow was, or was it a horse? Or? I think it was the eight-legged horse. <laughs> um, basically, <laughs> when sheep. Shane was in Copenhagen, he had a little marionette gig going on. Yeah, he was. Um, he, him, and his girlfriend. Later on in the episode, we find out that they were rated the top children's act in yes. Copenhagen. <laughs> Which, hey, good for them. I know, right? Why not? It's kind of an awesome gig. So, um, yeah, and it was kind of creepy that later in the episode when Shane's, like, going through his phone, showing Nancy the pictures of them and how excited he was. It was like, oh, you're still a little boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely still a child. Um, But, yeah, so after the marionettes and the, um, the gossiping crows come down... Um, basically, Nancy starts out in a drug class, and in this class, she finds out, I mean, she's kind of put in place by, I can't remember her name, but Pocahontas would call her. (laughs) Adele? I think she kept calling her Adele. Now, Miss, I can't remember now. Well, so we'll go with Pocahontas. Pocahontas is good for me. Um... Yeah, so basically Pocahontas is yelling at Nancy, saying, you know, you have a crazy track record, do you want to go back? You know, Nancy obviously doesn't, and as Pocahontas is speaking to the other girls, the other girls are kind of naming off drug dealers that they used to work for, and of course Nancy has to write these down, and it's just like, here we go again. Like So stupid. It's such a, it's a fiend, it's very fiend syndrome. It is, yeah. Um, It's like she's addicted to... Selling. What? Yeah. It's not like she's even a user. She's, like, addicted to selling, which makes no sense. I mean, I guess the money. It's quick, easy cash. Yeah. And, I mean, you just got out of jail. It's really the only thing she does know because going back to the first season, I can't even think of... Well, she didn't have a job. Yeah, she's never had a job, actually. Wow. She was a maid last season, I believe, for a little bit. But even with that, she was, you know, putting weed in people's rooms and selling it that way. So, I don't know. But um, let's talk about someone who does have a job. We have Doug this episode who last last week he met up with one of his friends who he used to own. College buddy? An old college buddy, um, you know, and who remembers Doug for his accounting, but mostly for his softball skills. Um... So Doug wears this crazy orange chenille, orange chenille, chenille blazer yeah, with elf shoes. With pointy, like, cowboy boots. Um, Pretty awesome. Going to Wall Street just like this um, and actually got the job, which was kind of crazy. Um, well, it seemed like the guy just wanted him to hire him so that he could have somebody for his softball team. Yeah. <laughs> which is like... Isn't oh, I'm right? not certified. Oh, don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it. We'll take care of it. It's totally fine. Yeah. So Doug's going to be uh, riding it strong on Wall Street. So good for him, doing big things and getting back in the game. Because, um, I mean, Doug was an accountant in the first few seasons. Yeah, that was So he was legit. Um, well, not really. I mean, but if you remember, he wasn't a very good accountant. Yeah. But, hey, these guys don't care. <laughs> Um, now throughout this episode, we have Silas, who, he's kind of been upset with his mother, because last week, as they all got to the halfway house, 
Um, Silas was the only one to see Nancy last week. Um, he peeked, he turned around and saw her peeking behind a corner. And as soon as she saw them, she like dipped out and the fire alarm went off. And he's kind of holding that against her. And he's also been holding it against her, the fact that, you know, she never told him that uh, his real father wasn't really his father. Um, so he's still been going through that. And now it's been three years. I know. Get over it, really. Well, it's time to. Move yeah, on. it is. It is time to get over it's it. It's been three years. <laughs> it's time to forgive your mother, right? Well, or at least have the conversation with her. You know, like, or that, like, be the adult and and talk to her about your issues. Don't like hold it against her. She did the best that she could. Whoa, <laughs> for a for a woman who you know was desperate, she yeah. she did do. I do gotta say, Nancy. You know, she's not in the best predicaments, but... No, and she's not the best mother, but, you know, not everyone has perfect parents, and they do the best that they can with the the situations that they get thrown into. And Silas got thrown into a uh, situation today as well. Um, Good segue. Basically, he got this gig, and um, now last week he tried to apply for all these modeling jobs, for this modeling company, actually. And the girl kind of laughed at him, like, who are you? Like, your body's not that great. Like, you know, um, she kind of put him down. But he explained that he's a hard worker and he's motivated. And that got the woman to be like, okay, I'll see what I can do for you. So this week she gets him a gig and he meets Maxine, who says, you know, she doesn't. Re- she's an artist and... She doesn't really disclose what's going to happen, but basically for one night he gets $2,000. Which is amazing. I mean... I'd do it. So, at the gig, he basically is inside one of these hamster balls. So it looks... When he first comes out, it looks like a hamster wheel. Well, it's like those inflatable... Yeah, and it definitely ends up not being a hamster wheel. No, no, no. It's actually, I don't know if the malls out here have it, but back home, if you go to, like, some of the malls, they have this big, giant pool, and you go inside that bubble thing, and you can, like, walk on the water. I don't know if that's what its real purpose is, but... (laughs) You invented it. It was basically Bubble Boy, for the most part. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. With John Travolta in the 70s. Was John Travolta in that? No, the, the boy in the bubble, oh. made for TV movie. I think it's with Sissy Spacek and John Travolta from the seventies. Oh yeah, but you just totally bring me back to Superstar. Yeah, <laughs> made for TV movie. <laughs> made for TV movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then there's that. Yeah. And she she watches that movie and Superstar. and rewinds it and mm-hmm. keeps rewinding it. Um, that boy in the bubble. So basically, Silas is the boy in the bubble, and. Everyone's watching him. He comes out like he's like Atlas with his arms spread out and just like interesting because his body was 10 times more cut than the first episode we saw. Somebody went on a diet. But I wonder how they were filming these. Like the order that they filmed them in? Yeah, for his because that first one, his body was really edgy. A little bit. Um, so well, they, I mean, he's young. It doesn't take it long to. 
So um, lose the weight. Within this, he's he's walking around in this bubble, and all of a sudden the bubble starts deflating, and he can't breathe. And people are like clapping at him and thinking they're that this loving is, it. They're like, "Oh yes, this is amazing. This is art and all this craziness and whatnot." Um, Pretentious art scene in New York. Yes, and basically, Andy grabs a knife, he's the only one who's worried about him, and cuts the bu- the bubble open and saves Silas. And come to find out that this was all a part of Maxine's plan. Right, it's like a whole social experiment that she says... Nobody's ever saved. Nobody's ever saved, like, the subject of the art, which is crazy to me that she's, she's like, performed this, like, quote-unquote performance art piece all over the world, and no one has ever... Right. Saved the subject. Because, I mean, like, uh, at first when the bubble was deflating, I could kind of see somebody being like, oh, this must be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was a part of it at first as well. But then when he's, like, literally on his knees, like, <gasps> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, someone want to jump in there? Or? I mean, I guess it's sort of the same thing that, like, if you see an accident or, like, they say, like, if someone sees an accident, everyone's always waiting for someone else to call the police or right. they're like assuming that someone else has already called the police so that they, so they don't. So would, it's like that. What's that TV show? What would you do? Yeah. W- would you help have helped? Or what do you think in that situation? Like I probably would have helped. I would have wanted to help. I don't know if I would run over to it with a knife. Oh, I definitely would have. <laughs> I definitely would have. I'm a very quick reactor. You don't know this about me, but I, I, I react to bad situations very quickly and in the bright manner, normally. Um, well, so I guess we'll be hanging out more often. <laughs> Just in case you get in trouble, I'm always the guess... first one calling 911. <laughs> yes. If you start to choke. There we go. You know who to call. Those busters. Um, <laughs> the Ghostbusters. So back to the halfway house, we have Andy and Shane who it kind of seems like they're going to be the duo of this season. Like the the dynamic duo? Yeah, I I mean, because we, we see the scene where they tell Nancy that they want to live in New York. Right. Um, they want to stay in New York, which she's not too happy about. No, she kind of almost pushed them away and was kind of like, well, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm not meant to be a mother. Um, not meant to be a mother. And yet she's freaking out about her baby, which right. we'll get to. And it's always funny with the with the baby, with Stevie. There's always been jealousy between Shane, Silas, and Stevie. And I feel like she's almost given up with Silas and Shane. Well, they're adults. They're adults, but it's like you can still teach them. You can still like tell them what you're doing wrong and... I don't know. I feel like with Stevie, she feels like if she gets Stevie, she'll be able to save. She'll be able to redeem herself. As a mother? Yeah. When she wants to right all the wrongs that she's made with her previous children with this new baby? Exactly. I I, I don't know. Just a thought. Um, So basically she tells them that she doesn't know if they should live here or not. Um, and she says, okay, well, if you are going to live here, like, what's the plan? What's the game plan? And Shane said, oh, I'm going to get a job. And this is where Nancy admits, like, no, I've screwed four, year, year, four years of your life up. You know, 
I want you to go to college. I want you to get an education. Um, where now we see Andy uh, Shane going out and taking the initiative to actually like apply for colleges. Yeah, well, he applied to one college, the community college, city college, yeah. city college, and that's not a community college. No, no, definitely he, not. He applied. Bite to, your tongue. <laughs> I, I did. Okay, uh, good. So he applies to city college and couldn't get in because he was homeschooled. But then was when, he homeschooled? Did he actually finish high school? I don't. No, 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 no. He did not finish high school. He's just lying. Um. He did. Well, I don't know. They really didn't touch upon it because I remember he did go to school. Remember, and he was like, mate, he was like hooking up with those two girls. No. no, he was like hooking up with these two girls who the girls used to hook up with each other, and he was like this pimp daddy and <laughs> whatnot. But then they went on the run, so no, he never finished high school. Never finished school. Um, but because he was in Copenhagen, he for the, he basically was, you know, these colleges they need to meet their quota, and um, yeah, he basically got accepted right away. However, he has to pay more. His scho- uh, well, they don't offer scholarships because it's because he's in because it's a city school and he's not a resident of New York, right? So, so he's, his he's tuition a, was more expensive, right? And he's applying as a as an international, quote unquote, student. Um, also, with that, so he starts going to these banks. Yeah, they tell him to go get loans, and I don't think he. Applied for all the loans. No, he definitely did. He didn't. I don't think he thought it through. Applying for school loans from different banks. He was trying to see what the best, who was going to give him the best deal. But but then I think he started you doing it as like a job. Like, all right, this bank's going to give me like twenty thousand dollars. This bank's going to give me like thirty thousand dollars. That one's going to give me like fifteen, and just like take it all and use the money, which you can technically do if you at least take a couple classes. But the minute you graduate, you have to start paying those loans back. And I don't think he's like thinking it through. Well, I don't think he knows to think it through. Right. I mean, it's like, look at who his role model is. Right. So, I mean, we'll save that for predictions as far as where we think that's going to go. <laughs> where that, we think he's going to end up. That is going to be a mess this season. He's a mess already. Um, Back to the halfway house. Yes. Um, Nancy talks with her sister. I cannot stand this girl. Her sister is just the worst. She's awful. She's an awful human being. Sitting there complaining, oh, you know, sometimes I wish I had your life. I don't have to scrape mud off the kids' cleats. Like you get to go out and see the city, and it's like Nancy's in a halfway house. She hasn't left. Like (laughs) she's basically in jail. What are you talking about? And then she like yells at Nancy and being like, Are you stupid? Stevie's in music class. And she basically says, I faxed you your schedule. Like, what are you, what like, where, where did you fax Prescription it to? drugs are you taking? <laughs> did you fax it to FedEx or something? <laughs> FedEx Ginkgo's and then... Just wrote Nancy Botwin. Nancy Botwin. <laughs> Attention, Nancy Botwin. Like, where did she fax it to? Oh, God. Um, and then explains that, you know, after music class, he uh, Stevie has an interview at Waldorf Kindergarten. Yeah. 
Sounds like super fancy. Which is four hundred a week, and then music class is a hundred and thirty a week on top of that. Yeah. Now here's my thing: if you're paying four hundred dollars for a kindergarten, I would assume they would have a music class involved in that. Well, not necessarily like a a specialized instrument type music class. I mean, the kid is. I would assume so. I mean, he's probably he's three years old. Yeah. What instrument is he playing? The recorder. Okay, they have that, they have that in my high school. <laughs> they have that in your high school. Well, it wasn't. It was middle school when we had in in the high school band. Everyone played the recorder, and everyone played Three Blind Mice. <laughs> the same. The, the same. Same note. Same note. <laughs> there were forty of you, and you all played that one song every. Rehearsal and performance. Yes. Just three blind mice. That's what it was. <laughs> You're so fancy. Your high school sounds amazing. It was the uh, the elite high school that I went to. Oh, for all the smart kids. <laughs> yes, yeah, I had to pay $400 a week to get in there. <laughs> to get in there. Ooh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Nancy's freaking out. She's like, you know, what? Why? Well, I think Jill wants her to pay for it. No, that's exactly what she wants. She said, so what's up with the money? Like, And here's my, where, where everything bugs out. Before we talk about getting paid, um, she basically at the before end of it... Before we talk about getting paid. Before we talk about getting paid. <laughs> um, no, but at Good the high end... high school education, right? Jill now. says, that's that $400 a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, at the end, Jill says... You know, hey, you're going to be getting some papers from me. Are you going to fax the papers to the same place? <laughs> yes, she's faxing them to wherever she has a fax machine, apparently, in her um, bedroom. And it's a toaster oven, and the faxes <laughs> just come out of it. And she's basically going to try and get custody of Stevie. To get... because well, it's be- not, she doesn't even ask... No, she's like, she's like, she like hey, I'm, I'm sending over the papers so that I can get custody of your child so that he can go to school. Okay, bye. Well, so here's my thing. Why do you need custody of him? Because if you're the sister, you automatically would be able to enroll him in school. I don't think she can because she's not a parent. But if you're the legal guardian, um, when it, if someone... If, well, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. If she was the legal guardian, she would be allowed to right, and so enroll th- her in school. But I don't know if she's the legal, legal guardian or not. I mean, they, they did never told us well, she, any of that she was until and again i guess nancy said you know but now i'm out so now she's not the legal guardian anymore right so now but she's you're like technically a not a babysitter out. right but you're technically not out because you can't be in the halfway house with your child no but as soon as she gets a job she can move out of the halfway house i believe right well yeah she needs a job she needs to establish residency which takes a year really well, yeah, I mean, it takes a year to establish residency in any state in the country. Ouch, ouch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this is just bothers me with Jill because it's just like, you're just... Now, I know she has always been upset with Nancy for whatever reason. She's like, I, I feel jealousy. I don't know if it's jealousy. What would you say? She's just a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally, there's just something mentally. There's like wrong no with her. explaining it. Like she's an angry, angry woman. Um, and and you really sit there like, 
so what's up with the job? Because, you know, Waldorf is 400 a week and the music classes are 130 a week. Well, then don't put him in, in the damn Waldorf kindergarten and or the music classes. Wait till Nancy's a resident of New York and, like, get over it. He's three years old. I think it can wait a year. Exactly. Exactly. And then um, Nancy can make the decisions for herself. And for Nancy her even child. said, like, you know, he doesn't need to go to the Waldorf school. Like, her kid, she said, my kids didn't. Go to that, and then Jill, being the bitch she is, was like, "In like where your kids are." Well, I mean, it's true. It's true, but it's like you—you you just took that to an extreme. Well, yeah, of course. Like we know where Silas and Shane are. You didn't have to rub it in. We know where Nancy is. But Silas is doing fine, okay. right? Um, he's doing okay. He's doing fine by himself. But Silas also was older, and Nancy was more of a mother with Silas. For a while, yeah. Before um, their... Shane was literally like, we've yeah. seen Shane grow up through this whole That's very true. Series. Um, so he is literally the epitome of what Nancy has created. I mean, he has a pretty good head on his shoulders for the most part. Mm. For the most part, he is able to... Let's remember he also has like a psych... Like this psycho... I like to kill people and watch dead things. Don't we all, though? Hey, I need to leave the room. <laughs> You're not even in the room. Mind you, David's sitting in the dark right now <laughs> talking about, don't we all love to kill people? Don't we all love to kill people and watch them floating in the pool? Okay. Oh. No? Is that just me? Just you. All right, whatever. So basically, you know, Nancy starts freaking out. And begs this uh, Pocahontas parole officer, you know, can I get out? And that's when she, you know, says you need to get a job, establish residency, and you're going to be put on a 48-hour probation um, in which you have to job hunt. Well, I think she... I was very confused about that. Because she said she was going to put her on 48-hour probation, and then she was going to let her leave the house for four hours right. to look for a job. But then she had to report back at the house. Right, so what I'm assuming it was is you have four hours to apply to all these places. Come back, you're on probation for 48 hours. And if anything happens within that 48 hours, back to jail. Back to jail, but I think, well, I don't even know if it was to that extent. I think it was you have four hours to go out there, apply to as many places as you can. You come back here for 48 hours, you're locked in here, and hopefully these jobs will call you within the 48 hours and you'll be able to get a gig. Um, and of course, Nancy doesn't apply to a single job. Well, she went to one. She went to she went to one that cooking. That's right. She went to she was at a kitchen. Yes, and the guy like randomly like grabbed her ass, which was annoying, but well deserved. I mean, first of all, this kitchen had only women in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they all looked like prison women. Yeah. Um, and Nancy, like, got freaked out and walked out. And then ended up going back to Andy's house, our new apartment. And um, basically put all of Silas's clothes on, which it was really interesting because I didn't get why Andy said, oh, you know, have fun with your... Um, new friends and apparently you're going on a date i didn't get that because 
I do get it now, but the fact is that, you know, she changed out of her little Asian touristy clothes that she had on. That was definitely like a black church lady outfit. <laughs> it was very for lady, lady Gaga. For sure. For sure. It needed like the big brimmed hat. Yes. But it was awesome. Um, yeah, so she gets changed into this low cut t-shirt, which I'm kind of like, whose shirt was that? It was Silas's. That's really gay. <laughs> it was perfect form fitting for a woman. Like, perfect. And so were the jeans. I mean, <laughs> Silas. And then later on, he was like, take my jeans off. And I was like, um, they fit her perfectly. And her legs were too skinny for your <laughs> thighs to be in anything. Because as we saw, Silas has a really nice butt. Just a really nice body period. What's going on, Dave? <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Why am I embarrassing? I you? don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh, so yeah. I'm like a little boy, David. This Clark. whole show, everything that happens, makes me so uncomfortable. What? <laughs> it does. You're so crazy. I know. I'm. I'm insane. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I I thought that was hilarious with the whole him I did want, wanting his me. pants back. Um, let's see. So basically, you know, Nancy had already opened up, told and uh, Nancy told Andy about the grenades and the contents in the bag. And this is just like Nancy. Like, what are you doing? I don't know how she got out of the halfway house with that suitcase. Well, no, because here's what she does. She hides the suitcase. When she leaves the halfway house, she goes to the apartment building next door. Uh-huh. She rings all of the bu- the buzzes, and someone usually lets her in. She goes to the roof, um, and they're doing, like, construction or something on the roof, and under a tarp is where she keeps the bag. Okay. So she gets the bag, and she goes to this military guy's house. I forget his name. Uh-huh. Dimitri. Dimitri, yes. And... She's basically trading, um, what was she trading? She was trading the gren- the bag of explosives for weed. And we see that she gives hands him over the bag of explosives, the grenades and the bombs and the what have you, and he gives her a whole bunch of weed inside of a... It was either like a radio or like a CD player or something like that. Um, I don't really know what it was, but he gives it to her. And then Pocahontas lady calls her back because she's been calling her like every hour. I mean, like. <laughs> she, well, she told her. She was like, I'm going to check in with you every single hour. Well, no. She said for you, her, to, her call. to call her. Oh, right. That's right. And then she, I guess she never did. No. Because <laughs> every time it was Pocahontas calling her. Every single time. Well, I mean, she's the only one who has the number. I mean, just like, how dirty Demetrius and Nancy. Like, Nancy just can't. See? It made me really uncomfortable. That made She's me... on the phone, and the guy's, like, going to town on her lady bits. Okay. So, have you ever been in a situation? <laughs> Where someone's on the phone? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a sexual situation. Oh, okay. But have you ever been in a situation where you know you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing? And someone calls and 
kind of puts you in that awkward position. Like, think of when you were younger, like maybe with your mom or something, you were with friends, you or you guys skipped school or something along that I line. I never skipped school. I actually didn't either, but... Never. Um. <laughs> I didn't. Never. Never. Until I went to college, and then I never went to class. Oh. <laughs> we're just twins, dude. We are. Every single day. Literally. I've never, Through I was high so school. scared to go. I mean, like, when at the end of my senior year, when everyone was, like, at the beach and all that, I was like... I cannot. I went to school on senior skip day. Me too. <laughs> so awful. Um, so awful. And but then yeah, college, college came around. I was never in class. I was never. Never to never, be found. Never. My first year of college, well, no, my first semester of college, <laughs> I was in every class. And then I was like, oh, I don't I really think, need to be doing this. I think the first week I went to every class. And then I was like, this sucks. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. That's everyone's view. It really is. But, okay. Let's... But college is important. Go to school. Stay in school. Get your education. It helps. Um, it's also interesting to see Nancy, who's such a California mind, in New York. Like her laid backness? Are you talking about? Like I don't really. Well, just like her riding the train, and you know, every time. Well, oh, you didn't watch last week's episode. No, I didn't get to see last week, guys. But basically, she feels really uncomfortable every time she has to ride the subway, and makes it like it's this big deal. It is a big deal. I love the subway. I do too, but there's, you know, sometimes like during rush hour, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not like the most fun thing to do in the entire world. Um especially when it's hot. Yeah. Ugh. Or Ugh. raining. Ugh. Or snowing. Oh wait, I want to get back to this. The Demetrius, the Dimitri and Nancy thing. Yes. It's just like like Andy said, Nancy did you not learn anything three years being in prison. Right. She hasn't. She really hasn't. And you see just this childish, coy smile, smirk on her face. And it's just like, how can you be sitting there crying to this woman that you want your son back? But then again, you're, you know, you, you really didn't try to look for a job. You're out f- fucking this fucking <laughs> military dude who you're selling gren- illegal grenades to. For We're weed. not even selling, like, trading. Trading. For weed. For weed. And that's not a fa- I don't believe that's a fair deal. Because I think she could have sold those weapons and then ended up purchasing way more well, weed. Who than- the hell would she sell illegal that's weapons true. to, okay? <laughs> Where on earth do you think she's taking these grenades and guns? <laughs> hey, and, like, Craigslist. I'm Craigslist. Sure she could- I have some illegal <laughs> grenades. She does not have to write like illegal. To purchase them. <laughs> Does like, not have to write illegal. Clearly, she didn't get them from like being in the war or like <laughs> my great great grandfather. Right? It's like clearly she's acquired them through a very <laughs> shady business deals. But it's just like like imagine if she gets pregnant now because I don't feel like they had safe sex. You're concerned about her getting pregnant again. Yes, I am, as we've seen with Nancy Botwell. I don't think they had sex. Really? I think yes. they did. I think he just, you know... Three years of being in prison... Ate a snack. No. 
three years. You've been in prison. She's been getting that. her snack eaten for three years. Oh, that's true. That's true. She did have a lesbian. No, she wants a Dunkaroo. That's what Ew! <laughs> Put your cookie in the cream. Gross. Right. Shut up. <laughs> that's disgusting. All right, how about this moment? She gets back to Andy's apartment. Yes. And she's hiding. She's the... hiding the clock. The radio. And the CD player thing. Whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is. <laughs> I think it Basically, was... it's the uh, transporter for the pot. Yeah. Um, and Silas catches her, and this is where he wants his pants back. Mm-hmm. And her phone rings, and it's Pocahontas again. Yes. And Silas answers it. Um, Nancy basically only has like a half hour left before she has I to I don't back. know. It's dark out. It, yeah, which made no sense to me because it's no, like... No, the time flew by. I don't know what time she left the halfway house, but... <laughs> four hours. Those are, she was gone for four, four hours, hours. and a, th- some of those four hours were not during business hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she left at six o'clock and has to be back at ten. It's like... Two of those hours were useless. Right. How were you going <laughs> to... Right. That made... All right. Come on, Showtime. Um, I liked how Silas offered her... Money. Money to get a cab. Me too. It's but sh- he is looking for something in return. Well, I mean, he... Because he wants to sell the weed for her and split it 50-50. Was it 50? I thought he wanted more. Possibly. I don't know. He didn't really say, but I'm assuming it's fifty-fifty, or at least like seventy-thirty. Like Maybe seventy-thirty is what she was going to do last week with Dimitri. Right. This and uh, but he did say he wants to split the profits with her, unlike she did. Okay. Um. So I mean, with that, it was like I understand why Silas is doing this. Because it's almost like, oh, you want to go back to your drug-dealing ways? Well, you're going to get screwed over, and I'm going to screw you over. Because, I mean, it's almost like teaching her a lesson. Like, you want to be that that scum, that, that going around trying just like... I mean, it's just a fiend status. She just... This, what is she going to do? Is she going to go work in a kitchen? Yes. Like, yes. No. You do things the right way. Get yeah. out of the halfway house. No. Yes, you have to build your... Become a stripper. No, you have to build your credit <laughs> up. I'm surprised, honestly, I'm really surprised Nancy hasn't done that yet. I'm actually surprised she hasn't prostituted herself yet. Really? I'm really surprised. I don't think she would hook. I think she would be a better stripper than she would prostitute. I mean, I saw the way Dimitri was looking at her. I don't know. I know, she should have gotten a few bones out of him. Yeah, but... um, Alas, she did not. So, I mean, as far as the episode's concerned, that's... There's a whole mess of stuff going on. I mean, And it is early on in the season. And that's the thing, that for this to be only an, a half-hour show, we are... They really pack a lot. This seemed like a long episode. It did. There was a lot going on this episode. Um, last week's episode, I watched these two back-to-back, um, and they kind of flowed with each other. But this week... They crammed so much stuff in it. They went. She, Nancy went from so many different places. Now here's the thing. Yeah. In every season, I'm always Team Nancy, and I am Team Nancy this season. But I'm seeing a side of Nancy where it's just. Are you not liking her as much? Yeah. I'm really not, not that I'm not liking her. I'm just really disappointed. Well, she's definitely changed from 
previous seasons to this season very well warranted because she spent the past quote unquote three years in jail. So she is technically a different woman. True. Because I mean, as she got into trouble with in all these situations in the past, it was like she didn't really want to put herself in those situations. It just kind of had to happen. Right. And now she's making the conscious decision exactly to put herself back into that world. Right. And that's what bothers me. Right. Um and I think that's what bothers Silas. Andy and Silas. I don't think Andy does Andy doesn't seem to be so concerned about it. Well, not as concerned as Silas, but when he was talking to her about the grenades and, you know... But he went out and he found her a dealer. Well, but that's just because Andy's in love with her. Right, but if he, was, if he was concerned about her well-being and concerned about the decisions that she was making to, yeah, but, to get back into that world, he would tell her oh, ab- nothing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Otherwise... Yeah, but Andy's always... Gone against what he believed in. He's and an enabler. Exactly. Exactly. If this was intervention, he would have been the enabler. He is the enabler. Um. So yeah, I mean, before we head over to a commercial break, any uh, last words about the episode? Uh, just that the artist. What was her name? Um. Uh, what was her name? Hold on. Maxine. Maxine. She used to be on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes! <laughs> yes! Because I was looking at her and I'm just like, You're like, where oh, is she hey. from? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That is it. All right. Well, with that, we're going to head over to a commercial <laughs> break and we will BRB. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424 256 1729. Six, seventeen, twenty-nine. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after-show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Four two four two five six seventeen twenty-nine. Four two four two five six seventeen twenty-nine. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband? When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. All right, so we are back, and we're about to get into predictions. And now, your after buzz TV predictions. I mean, they really didn't give us. They didn't give us a lot. They showed us, you know, scenes, but. I don't really know what to predict out of them, like Martin Short next week. Which is awesome. Really excited for Martin Short making a cameo. I wonder what role he will play. Well, it looks like, well, Nancy gets a job in Doug's office. Which is going to be. Which is good. Well, hopefully. Because. Whatever, she gets a job. It's a job, (laughs) but I mean, and it's a great job. And it's a good, well, we don't know what job it is We don't know yet. what job it is, but I'm saying to be working on Wall Street doing anything. Doing something. Good job. You, you know, know what I mean? In that sense, it's like... Benefits probably pays well. Right. So I hope she does not screw this up. She definitely will. She definitely will. She definitely will. Uh, so find a way to like sell to these big wigs. Well, maybe that's her next step. She's going to... Oh, God. She's a, a receptionist or like a personal assistant. She's going to start in, selling Coke. And, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Selling Coke on Wall Street. 
She went from weed to hash. You never know. You never know. Um, what else did we see? Um, we saw Andy hooking up with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. <laughs> and she, he finds out that she's married and she says she's polyamorous. Awkward. Which is super, super awkward. Uh, it's kind of interesting the people who they bring in, who they're going to bring in. Um, As guest stars? Yeah, because we still haven't met Michelle. Was it Michelle Trachenberg? Mm, yeah. Who's going to be coming in and playing Nancy's um, rival? Yes. Or Silas's? And Silas's love interest. Lava! Lava! Um, yeah, and then what was the third one that we, the third clip that we got? Was that? That was it. That was it, yeah. She was in the in the copy room, and some guy was telling her nice shoes, and she was like, thanks, you bought them for me with petty cash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nancy. Nancy, um, Nancy, Nancy, in a world of trouble. So where do we think everything's going to go with Shane? I don't know, because he wasn't really in this episode that much, and it doesn't really look like he's going to be in next week's. Yeah episode either he's going to school either he's definitely going to go and enroll into college or he went and got the loans and is not he's going to be using them the money for like personal use right which i think that's more the road that it's going down i think that definitely will be the road and then andy and nancy will have to get him out of that because i'm sure nancy will use that money in some sort of crazy way of course of course all right well that's That's our predictions that's it it's our predictions for this week. Um, join David and the rest of the cast of the AfterBuzz Pretty Little Lies group. We're gonna be, they'll be up at 8.30. Um, and yeah, until next time, guys. Bye, y'all. Peace, y'all. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals. 